So what is it? Today is October 29th, 2021. The Wizards been winning like shit. That's good. They 4-1 so far. Man, I don't remember the last time they started out the season like this. I think they said back in 2015, though, they started out. But that seems so long ago, man. Um, I'm excited about it. This is the first time I kind of actually like Bradley Bill. I'm not a big Bradley Bill fan. Um, haven't been. Even last year, he was averaging 30-something a game. And I've been campaigning for him to average 30 because I'm like, if you'll score, nigga score. You know what I'm saying? So, he did it last year. I ain't going to front. But it's just something about his game I don't like. I think you can only get but so far unless you got, uh, you know, uh, I don't necessarily think he's a one. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. I don't necessarily think he's a one. I think he's a, a, a very good number two. You know what I'm saying? But I like him this year because I think this year it seemed like his game improved. He added some elements to his game. He had, I will say, it seemed like he had elements to his game every year. I will give him that. But something about him this year, I'm liking. It could be the fact that they winning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they've won before. He was there in 2015, and they was winning. And they've been to the playoffs. I just haven't really been a big fan of his, but I kind of like him this year. It's something about his game I'm liking. Um, so keep rooting him on. Uh, Montrez Harrell, boy, he is so necessary, man. He is just so necessary. He is. I was so happy when we got him. And Dinwiddie. I like Dinwiddie. I've been liking Dinwiddie since he was with the Nets. So I'm happy about all that. Uh, the coach, we got the new coach, Wes Unsell Jr. I ain't no shit about him. So I ain't know what to expect. Um, he, hey, he got his 4-1. And, and they didn't beat some good teams. They beat people by kind of like a lot, too. They win the games that I ain't, they normally would lose, you know? So, uh, happy about that, man. So, I'm going to keep rooting them on. They got my attention. See if I can make it to a couple games they keep winning. I go to games sometimes even when they ain't good, you know? So, I definitely try to get there with them winning for sure. That definitely helps. Um, let's talk about this Tom Brady incident with this football and shit, right? You only got some incident with a fucking football. Now that I think about it. So over the weekend, Tom Brady, um, he threw his 600th touchdown of his career. A milestone, nobody ever threw 600 touchdowns. He threw it over the weekend, right? He threw it to Mike Evans. Mike Evans caught it, not realizing that that was Brady's 600th touchdown. So what he do, he go to the fans and gave one of the fans the football. You know what I'm saying? And normally, what you do whenever there's like a milestone, like if somebody throw their first touchdown or catch their first touchdown, they keep the football for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Mike Evans, not paying attention, went and gave the football to somebody sitting in the first row at the game, realizing that that was Tom Brady's 600th touchdown. And Tom Brady might want that football. You know what I'm saying? They went. They had somebody on the team to go and get the joint back from the fan. Now, once they gave it to the fan, the fan could have kept that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Um, but they said some dude. I don't know if he a trainer or some dude. He wasn't like a player. He had on regular clothes and shit. He went over to the fan 
and got the football back. You can see him talking to him. It's on, it's on camera. Sit there talking to him, like negotiating, like, you know, like, please, you know, it was a mistake. He wasn't supposed to give you the football. Tom Brady need that football. It's the 600th touchdown pass of his career. You know, da, da, da. So the dude had the football. He talking back to the dude. They two on talking back and forth, da, da, da. The dude, the fan, ended up giving the football back. Now, it's a big uproar because they're like, okay, damn. This fan should get something. That's what's going on in the media, social media. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, man, this fan should get something because that football, I know it had to be worth a lot. Motherfuckers that's in that game, like memorabilia game and shit like that, experts, they estimated that off the rip, off the rip, that football was worth at least $500,000 if he'd have kept it. He could have sold it for $500,000 a half a million. So him giving the football back immediately, once, once that hit the airwaves, everybody wondering, like, what is he going to get for this? Like, these motherfuckers got to give him something. Brady got to break him off something. The team got to break him off something. Mike Evans, somebody got to break him off something, right? So, reportedly, what the team decided to do, they all got together. I don't know who was in charge of this shit. They gave him two free season, uh, what is it called, uh, season tickets for two years. Um, two signed Tom Brady jerseys. I think Mike Evans gave him some cliques. Um, and a $1,000 gift card <laughs> to the little Tampa Bay store, the Buccaneers store. Um... I was like, that's some bullshit. You know, like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Um, first of all, a thousand dollar gift card to the book. Why you can't just give him a thousand dollars, period? Like, so he can go wherever the fuck he want to buy whatever the fuck he want. Um, they was kind of whack for that. These multi billion dollar companies here. You know what I'm saying? But come to find out, this happened Sunday. So Monday came around. Monday night football came on. You know, you got two versions of the Monday Night Football. You got the regular shit on ESPN. Then you got the ESPN2 shit with Peyton and Eli hosting it. They be having guests and shit on there. The funny thing, too, they had Marshawn Lynch on there. That shit was funny as shit. I turned to it because I click on it every now and then. I heard it's real popular. I checked it out every now and then a little bit. It's not that interesting to me. Maybe you got to sit and really watch it. But... You know, is you know, you are an acquired taste. So supposedly they oh when Marshawn Lynch was on the jump, beast mode. Funny thing about him, he was on the jump cussing and shit. I don't know why they you know they gotta know when you bring him on anything that he may do anything. He on that jump, uh, cussing motherfucking one of the Saints, one of the Saints because it was the Seahawks versus the Saints, I think. Seahawks versus the Saints. Motherfucking one of the uh, Seahawks. Cause he used to play for the Seahawks. Something happened, like they did a play or something. This man's talking about what the fuck? He cussing all on ESPN. What the fuck? Dropping f bombs and saying shit all over the place. Shit, this. Oh shit. I'm like this nigga. Uh, they say he was a little twisted. You know what I'm saying? But when you bring beast mode on anything, you got to be prepared for anything. But supposedly they had Brady on there later, 
I ain't watched it too much after Beast Mode was on there. But they had Brady on there later, and Peyton and Eli asked Brady about the situation. Brady said that he ended up giving the dude a Bitcoin. And a Bitcoin, you know, it's a cryptocurrency. The most expensive one out there right now in the jump worth about $60,000. You know what I'm saying? But it's a, it's a crypto. It's so like stock market. It's a stock. It goes up. It goes down. So he gave him one. The dude said he would like to also play golf with Tom Brady, right? Okay. This is what I say. Because I'm listening to the sports talk radio, watching the sports debate shows and shit like that. Everybody feel like the dude got shorthanded because he had 500 grand in his hand and pretty much gave it back. But realistically, you know, I always try to look at things full spectrum. Realistically, I don't really think he, I think he kind of came off. He ain't get the full 500 grand, but you, everything you got to take into context. It's like, in the heat of the moment, they gave him this football. The dude came and spoke to him like, man, we need the football back. I'm sorry, da 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 Right in that moment, everybody, I doubt that every single person is like, oh, he's stupid for giving the football back. Da, da, da. I doubt that every single person would have kept the football in that moment. I personally think if it was me, I probably would have gave the football back. You know what I'm saying? But I would have expected something, though. You know what I'm saying? And I would have expected more than the bullshit that they was giving. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, man, this is this this is a big deal. This is, a, this is an important football. You know what I'm saying? This shit worth a lot. So don't give me no motherfucking peanuts for this joint. So, but I think I would have gave it back in good faith, hoping and expecting them to take care of me. Now, two signed jerseys, some season tickets for two years, and... A thousand dollar gift card ain't enough, really. You know what I'm saying? Whatever else bullshit they gave him, that shit ain't enough. Some cliques, all that shit ain't enough. Now, what I will say, you probably can sell them jerseys and shit. Them jerseys probably worth a little bit more because of the significance of him getting them jerseys. You know what I'm saying? He got it because of this specific situation. All that plays a part. But it still ain't enough. I personally think Tom Brady made it enough considering everything. Him giving them 60 grand, it's like at the end of the day, you was in the right place at the right time because you was the one who got that football. You just happened to be at that game. Maybe you're a season ticket holder. I don't know. But you had that game in the front row. You get the football. You pretty much walk away with 60 grand plus the signed jerseys and cleats and the thousand. You probably walk away with in total about 70 grand for being in the right place at the right time. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he really came off that bad. You know what I'm saying? Taking everything into consideration, I think he kind of came off. But that's thanks to Tom Brady. Because if Tom Brady ain't come in and get his nigga that Bitcoin, that $60,000 Bitcoin, I would have definitely said he got shafted. And I would have been like, the Bucks, y'all some shit. Now, this dude want to play golf with Tom Brady? I don't expect Tom Brady to play golf with this nigga. I wouldn't be going to play golf with this nigga. I mean, I appreciate... You giving me the football back, but nigga, I did give you 60 grand. Nigga, that should buy me out of having to play golf with your ass. You know what I'm saying? I ain't about to be doing all that. So if anybody expect him to play golf with him, I don't expect that, Brady. Nobody ain't about to go play golf with this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? 
So um, that's just my take on it, John. I don't think he really got. I don't think he got shafted after Brady came through in the last, you know, in the last minute with that sixty grand. I think overall he came out all right. You know what I'm saying? Seventy grand to go to a, you know, being at the right place at the right time at a football game. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? I'll take it. All right, but besides that sports shit, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of random shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been talking about talking a whole bunch of sports since football started. But in between time, you know, I got a lot of topics and shit I be wanting to talk about. I just ain't really been having a chance to get to them because I ain't really been having time. And by the time I can do a podcast, it's like another NFL week that went past. So it's time to get back to the sports, especially now since the Wizards, uh, Winning and shit. So, that's going to be more shit for me to talk about. But I ain't going to talk about them as much. I ain't as passionate about them as I am about the Redskins. But, you know, these niggas winning, so I'm going to talk about them. But, uh, let's talk about random topics. I'm just going to throw random topics out there. Let's get some of this shit out of the way. Shit that I be thinking about. What's on my mind? Um, One thing that... I like about this generation. We're going to talk about this generation, right? These little young niggas out here. Um, like my son and them. Their age. You know, teenagers and shit. Um, one thing I like about this generation, because motherfuckers be quick to go on these little motherfuckers. But one thing I like about them is the clothing aspect of this generation. Now, I ain't with a lot of shit that, that they be wearing and shit, because they be out here wearing them dresses and man purses and all that shit. I ain't necessarily talking about that. But what I'm talking about is like the brands, this name brand shit. You know what I'm saying? I like this generation that they not so much on that name brand shit. Because when we was coming up, it was all about name brand. What was the name of your shirt? What was this? What was that? You know what I'm saying? Especially a nigga like me. I ain't have it. I ain't have it like that. You know what I'm saying? Coming up. So, going to school, you know, I used to get joned on a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't have, you know, we ain't had money like that. So, I ain't have all them clothes. I couldn't buy, back then, Tommy Hilfiger, Polo, and all that shit. You know? Um, but these days, man, what? These motherfuckers can wear anything. And I love it. You know what I'm saying? And that's easy on the parents, too. Because it's like, all you got to do is have a t-shirt on. I think I think for them, it's more about the way your clothes fit. That's what's important to me, too. To me, clothes, I can, as long as the cut of the shirt is right or the, or the jeans or the pants, you got to find your right fit. As long as that shit right, you can wear anything. You know what I'm saying? And these days, you can just wear a t-shirt. With a little whack ass slogan on it. You know what I'm saying? It could be like it could be like a ten dollar t shirt. You can go to school with a ten dollar t shirt on these days. Some in your shoes, you ain't even gotta have Jordans no more. No two hundred pair dollar two hundred dollar pair of shoes and shit. You can wear like they can wear vans and their shoes ain't even gotta be all new and it's just like it's just <laughs> the shit just sweet. It's sweet for these motherfuckers these days. But I like it though. I really like it because it kind of evens the playing field for people that's not that fortunate. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody can't afford $200 Jordans and all of this shit and all this Louis Vuitton. Motherfuckers probably can come to school with Louis Vuitton shit and all this whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Gucci this and that. 
Everybody parent can't afford that. So if everybody coming to school dressed all, you know, sweet, and then you come to school without the same type of shit you can't afford because you can't afford the shit that these motherfuckers wearing, motherfuckers will be on your ass. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of can fuck with the kids like morale and their ego and Make them not even want to go to school. You know what I'm saying? That shit that is borderline bullying a little bit. Motherfuckers thinking they playing, but some some kids don't even know that they going too far. Like we did shit coming up that looking back, I'd be like, ah. you know what I'm saying? I remember my man Shane. My man Shane threw a nigga in the trash can back at high school. He threw a nigga in the dumpster. You know what I'm saying? Like he wouldn't do. He wouldn't do that shit now. I know he probably look back. It's funny to talk about. But he wouldn't, man. He probably like, damn. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he like, man. I, at the end of the day, that's some shit I wouldn't have done going back. Like, you know. But sometimes you don't know that you bullying a motherfucker really until, you know, later on down the line until you get older. So, like, this clothing shit, it kind of, being that they not as on that name brand shit as we was, it kind of evens the playing field for a lot of kids. Nowadays, it's more based on your personality now. You know what I'm saying? Are you cool? Are you not? Are you funny? Are you not? You know what I'm saying? That kind of probably, I'm assuming, is what's more important these days than the type of clothes you're wearing and shit. So that's why I never, at first I used to hate the fact when my son started going to school, all the schools he went to, they had to wear uniforms. I used to be like, damn, because, you know, me and his mom had the money to kind of, have him decked out. But now he got to wear these motherfucking uniforms and shit. But when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? That's cool because it ain't about us. It's about everybody. And that's put everybody, as long as everybody can afford a uniform, everybody look the same. When you go to school, nobody can't talk about each other. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I don't like about the uniforms, though, is the uniformity. I don't like how they try to make everybody be on the same accord structured the same way. I don't agree with that. I agree with individuality. You know what I'm saying? So I would rather motherfuckers be able to wear what they want because I think you don't want to mold kids to think one way. You know what I'm saying? You come to school, everybody doing the same thing. You sitting down. It's like a prison. Like they molding you to fit society standards. I don't agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what the big wigs, these billionaires and shit, they want you to be like that so you can be little minions working for them. You know what I'm saying? But, so it's a give and take. So yeah, I think that part of it, you learn that at home. Your parents supposed to teach you like, look, you might be wearing these uniforms and shit like that, but don't be, be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just be yourself. You know what I'm saying? But uh, on the other hand, like I say, when it comes to the clothing, you know, I like I like that everybody can be themselves without being criticized as much as we used to be criticized back in the day. What's next? What's next? Um, you you know me. I be in here. I be doing these podcasts while I'm doing shit. So I might be in. I might be cooking. I might be fucking washing dishes, whatever. So when y'all be hearing noises. Ignore that shit. I'm grinding. I'm always grinding or working or doing something. Right now, I'm in here making shirts and shit. You know what I'm saying? I got a uh, custom clothing business. So, you know, I got that shit going on. So, ignore the noises in the background. Because I'm putting in work.
But another topic, man, uh, communication. Let's talk about communication. I love communication. Uh, that's something I had to develop over the years. I wasn't always a great communicator. I think I'm a great communicator these days, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't always a great communicator. Um, and the reason was I always had the ability to be a great communicator. And when I'm talking about communicating, I'm talking about basically like in relationships and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I always had the ability to be a great communicator, but I never exercised it because I thought it was like a sign of weakness. You know what I'm saying? And this is the reason why I say that. I always felt communicating, and what I mean by communicating, I mean like voicing my concern with something. Because I always was a good, a good communicator when it comes to positivity and shit. Or giving compliments. Or you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. But when it came to criticizing something or somebody, I wasn't great at that because I always felt like that was a form of complaining. And I was kind of taught not to complain as a kid. That ain't manly. You know what I'm saying? So I used to always bite my tongue on shit that bothered me. So within a relationship, if something didn't really... If I didn't really like something, I wouldn't say something. Like, if, or something was like out of whack or didn't seem right, it had to be like some extreme measures before I say something. You know what I'm saying? So, because of that too, I wasn't that great in arguments and shit and debates. So, I will, it would kind of always be one sided because a woman, women are way, to me, are way better communicators than men. You know what I'm saying? I think I could be wrong, but I think so. A woman, if something wrong, oh, she going to say something right then and there. You know what I'm saying? They going to say something. They going to address that shit right then and there. Ain't no, they, they ain't biting their tongue for nothing. So because of that, it's like men always kind of seem like they the ones fucking up. Because a lot of times these chicks be fucking up, but niggas don't be saying shit. They be biting their tongue because they don't want to be, quote, unquote, a complainer. You know what I'm saying? And then these chicks these days, I think... Niggas starting to complain about shit or voicing their opinions about concerns. Women be trying to, you know what I'm saying? Women be trying to motherfucking switch that shit around and they be on some, oh, damn, no, these niggas acting like bitches these days. Oh, I ain't know that's what niggas did, da, da, da. Nah, niggas ain't stupid. You know what I'm saying? Because motherfuckers, these bras are, these bras are do your motherfucking ass interview, you let them. You know what I'm saying? But, so you can't fall for that. But what I will say, the reason I kind of became a better communicator was from one of my best friends, my man James, right? James told me a long time ago, this was when I got out of my situation with my son's mom, like when we, you know, ended our relationship because we was together for 10 years, you know what I'm saying? And I say with her, I was the worst communicator. I, was, I wasn't a good, a good communicator at all. I'll own up to that. And I'm sure that ain't really helped nothing, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't a good communicator at all, you know what I'm saying? Um... Like, if she had an issue with something I did, and she had asked me about it, a lot of times I wouldn't even say nothing. I'd just be mute, da 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 You know what I'm saying? I just didn't know, you know? But I remember my man James told me one time, he was like, man, he said that if you ever have an issue with your girl, if she's doing something you don't like, you should voice it. Because that's what the fuck they're going to do to you. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't got no, if you got an issue, they got an issue with you, you, you best believe they're going to say something. So you should do the same thing. And 
you know, I thought about that at the time, and I was like, you know what, you're absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? You're absolutely right. And on that accord, I started switching my tune up. And another thing, too, about communicating that the reason why it's so important is because a person might really want to work with you. You know what I'm saying? A person might really want to work with you and they might really be fucking with you, but you ain't giving them the tools to deliver, to be the best them to you as possible if you're not communicating. If you ain't telling them what you like and what you don't like, they can't. They ain't going to be able to read your mind. You know what I'm saying? I used to think a motherfucker supposed to read my mind. I did. I used to be like, man, you should know. You should know what I want and what I don't want. I used to think that. But I've realized as I get older, nah, you know, everybody different. People different. People, the girl that I'm different dealing with, she's different from me. So shit that she like, I may, I may not like and vice versa. So I can't assume that she know what I like because some shit that I may not might that I may like or may not like, she may like or may not like. You know what I'm saying? So if you really fuck with somebody, you gotta tell them and communicate your likes and dislikes because it gives them the best chance to work with you. And it gives them the chance to realize if they want to work with your motherfucking ass or not. You know what I'm saying? So and another thing about communicating too, that's beautiful. Another beautiful thing about it. One of the best things about communication is for motherfuckers that be on that fuck shit, because some people just be on some fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? Some motherfuckers just be on fuck shit, period. Motherfuckers that be on the fuck shit, they can't say they didn't know. So if you communicating and you letting the motherfucker know your dislikes or what you not comfortable with, motherfuckers can't say they ain't know because you told them. It gives a person an out. It, it, it takes the out away from them. You know what I'm saying? And you got to love yourself enough to not want to be with somebody that's on some fuck shit. Because some people will turn a blind eye. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to know. But see, that thing is, man, you can't, you can't play that with people because people dangerous. People dangerous. You know what I'm saying? You end up fucking with the wrong motherfucker. That shit can fuck your whole life up. You end up just turning a blind eye to a, a person's bullshit. You end up married to a motherfucker. That shit don't work out years down the line. Now, I know we all heard stories of how that shit can turn out. Motherfuckers end up financially fucked up and emotionally fucked up and all types of shit. You know what I'm saying? You got to figure out what you're going to do with the kids, with the house, the money, the bank accounts, and you starting all over. And all of us have been through that in relationships or marriage or whatever. We all have probably been through that shit. And if you love yourself enough, you're going to ask questions and communicate to avoid going down that road with a person. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's the beautiful thing about communication, man. It takes away the out for people that be on that bullshit. You can't say you ain't know if I told you. Plain and simple. All right, so my next, my next random topic is uh, a restaurant. The restaurants I experienced, and I'm kind of comparing these motherfuckers, right? So, for my birthday, I went to the Ocean Air, right? Downtown D.C., very popular restaurant. Um, I had never been. 
you know, I go to restaurants. I'm a motherfucking, I'm a self-proclaimed restaurateur. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what I do. I go to different restaurants. I like to try different foods, experimenting and shit from different cultures and trying shit that, um, you know, that most people probably wouldn't try. That's from where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know. I be I done went to some restaurants and was pleasantly surprised. Like, one of my favorite restaurants that I've ever been to was an Afghani restaurant off of MacArthur Boulevard called Bistro Ericosia. Shit was tough. You know what I'm saying? So, for my birthday, I got treated to the ocean there, right? And I went. Jump was cool, sweet. Had me a little outfit and all that. Shit was sweet. Um, pulled up, I do the 360 camera. I do a lot of shit. Custom clothing, 360 camera. Uh, man, if you need a 360 camera video at your joint, hit me up. At NIR underscore WESS. That's my main page. Or you can go to 2 Creative 360. That's T-U-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And the number 360. You know what I'm saying? So, I pulled a stunt. Pulled up in front of the joint, had the 360 camera in the back of the car, whipped the joint out, boom, did a video and all that. So I went to the restaurant, right? You know, ordered my meal. And to be honest, I was less than satisfied with my meal. It wasn't that great. The food wasn't that great. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, nothing was really that great about it. It was a little dark in the joint. It wasn't that many people in there. It just, I don't know, it wasn't, it wasn't no, you know, I'm, I'm one for the theatrics, you know. I'm like, okay, do y'all got some drinks with some smoke or some shit coming out the joint? It's my birthday. I'm trying to do some shit, you know what I'm saying? So, we in the joint. I kind of left dissatisfied. Like, it was cool, but I thought it could have been better. But that's what a lot of these, like, popular, so-called popular restaurants are, you know what I'm saying? Some of them be hitting on... What they hitting on and they, they live up to the popularity. Like, I think Ruth Chris is one of the most, like, top-rated, top-notch, popular restaurants within my culture out there. But I think they, they live up to it. The food is really good at Ruth Chris. I like Ruth Chris. You know what I'm saying? So, I think they live up to it. Fogo de Child, the worst. Fogo de Child is, like, the number one worst. You know what I'm saying? So, Air. It wasn't that great to me. It wasn't that great. Um, but this the thing, right? This the whole thing about it. It's two restaurants downtown, and I kept getting them mixed up. You got the Ocean Air, and you got Ocean Prime. Ocean Prime was on 14th Street. So whenever I would drive, I didn't know there was two separate restaurants. I thought they was like the same joint. So whenever I see Ocean Prime... I would think that's Ocean Air without registering, you know what I'm saying? That is two different names. I just wouldn't really put that much thought into it. I'm like, Ocean Air, Ocean Prime, I know where it's at. It's that little spot down there. So, and I kept explaining to to uh, to people about what I thought Ocean Air was, you know what I'm saying? Um, my date, actually, my date that took me to the joint, I kept... Tell them, yeah, Ocean Air from my house is here, here, it's on the corner. She's like, Ocean Air not on the corner. I've been to Ocean Air. I went to Ocean Air 
not that long ago, it wasn't on a corner. And I'm like, dog, I just rolled past it, Joe. Nah, nah, nah. Whole time, it was Ocean Prime that I was talking about. So I was like, damn. I rolled past it after I went to the ocean there one day, probably a couple days later. And I realized, like, oh, I didn't realize those two different restaurants. I want to try Ocean Prime. See what's up with that joint. So one particular day, you know, I was free, had a free day, not really doing shit. Um, I was with my lady friend. We went, went, hung out, kicked it for a whole day, chilling, sightseeing shit, doing historical shit. And then I was like, man, let's go fuck with Ocean Prime. Let's see what they hitting on. Let's compare Ocean Prime to Ocean Air. And she was like, bet. We go. Right off the back, I'm going to tell you like this. To cut to the chase, Ocean Prime is way, way better than Ocean Air. Ocean Prime is just way better than Ocean Air. Um, when I went in there, it's like, no, now, don't get it twisted. The Ocean Air ambiance is pretty good, too. That's probably the best thing. It's cool, but it was just dark in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? It was just kind of dark in there. A little too dark for me. But Ocean Prime had a real good ambiance. It was like, looked nice in there. It was a little more brighter. One thing I really liked about it, it was a lot of black people in that joint, too. A lot of niggas coming in that joint, man. And I was, like, pleasantly surprised because I'm like, man, for this to be, like, a little top-notch restaurant. I go to restaurants, and I haven't been to too many restaurants that's, like, you know, like, higher-level, top-tier restaurants that had mostly black people in there. This joke, on this day that I went, it was a Saturday. It was dominated by black people. Um, They had, the waiter was cool, nigga named Brian, white dude. He was cool as shit. Um, service was great. They had the theatrics. They had the fucking drinks with the smoke and shit coming out of it. You know, I'm all for that. Um, one thing that they did that I never experienced at any other restaurant, and this would impress me and my date. We both was looking at the menu and we both was kind of going back and forth between two of the same meals, right? So I was like, so we, you know, we was like, I bet. Look, you get one, you get that meal, I get this meal, and then we can pick off each other's plates and try each other's food. So I was like, bet. So the waiter came over and asked us, was we ready to order yet? And we like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even me or her, one of us was like, yeah. So we was debating between these two meals. So what we gonna do? Fuck, we just gonna order one. He gonna order. I'm gonna order one. She gonna order the other one. Blah, blah, blah. The dude was like, "Well, you know what we can do. We can split your entree to where half of her meal we'll give it to you and put it on your plate, and half of your meal we'll give it to her and put it on her plate. So your your so so y'all won't have to be picking off each other's plate." We just split the meal so you get half of hers and, and she get half of yours. Man, I never experienced that in any spot I went to. They did the shit. The shit looked good. It ain't look like they just tossed no shit on the plate. It looked like it came like that. That shit was amazing. Uh, I ain't been nowhere since that did that shit that offered that. Um, well, maybe you just got to ask. I don't know. But I think a motherfucker 
I done been to many restaurants with people where we had that dilemma, like, damn, I want to try that, and she want to try that, and we just pick up each other's plate, and we'll be making that dilemma in front of the uh, waiter, and they never made that suggestion to split the plate. That shit was amazing, and the food was good as shit, too. Flavorful. Ocean Air, ain't had, man, that shit ain't really had too much flavor. Ocean Prime, they had flavor. That's why I probably a whole bunch of niggas go there. You know what I'm saying? They probably knew. But uh, Ocean Prime, in conclusion on that topic, Ocean Prime is way better than Ocean Air. If you want to go to one of the oceans, go to Ocean Prime. Way better. Hands down. I, and plus, I recommended it to some people, too, that went. They loved it uh, a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? So I think I'm late to the party. Because a lot of people was like, man, oh, yeah, a lot of people I know already been there before. So I was late to that party. But Ocean Prime over Ocean Air all day. So next topic. Um, so my son, um, he went to the school from the 6th grade to the 8th grade called uh, Washington Episcopal School. The acronym for WES, W-E-S, Washington Episcopal School. And he played on the flag football team. Now, the flag football team isn't actually a football team for the school. I don't know. It's weird because they be playing in different leagues and shit like that. I don't necessarily think it's a school team. More like a rat type thing. But all, everybody on the team went to his school. But you didn't have to go to the school to be on the team. That's why I'm like, I don't think it's really a school team. But, um, so he went to the school, played on the football team, became one of the stars of the team. Man, I was so proud of him and shit, right? So, you know, I go to every game that I could. The beautiful thing is that the games was on Sunday, so that really worked for me. You know what I'm saying? I go to every game that I could. Eventually, you know, I meet the parents and shit. I meet some of the parents, and we all getting to know each other because all of us are the same games or uh, Sundays or whatever. And you get to know them, right? So it was one player that ended up joining the team probably like a, a season or two after West joined the team. The coach actually has a son that goes to the school. So the coach, the coach's son is on the team, and his son goes to the school as well. But it's a kid... Um, it's a private school, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these motherfuckers got money. Rich as shit, you know what I'm saying? Doing well, you know what I'm saying? West is one of the, you know, he's a minority in the school. Mainly like white kids there for the most part. But um, it was a white kid that joined the team like in the second season. He wasn't real athletic, not, not super athletic, you know what I'm saying? He got better over time. I give all props to the coach, man. The coach is a hell of a coach, man. Coach is a hell of a uh, coach. Uh, coach Kojo. Um, I end up building like a little relationship with the little white kid's mother. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, just a cool, cool relationship. You know, because I see her, talk to her. I talk to all the parents. You know what I'm saying? We all got to know each other. So, my son, one thing about my son, he has a, like, a, 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 uh, infectious personality. You know what I'm saying? He's not shy. He's cool, caring, fun, athletic, uh, confident too. He he has a lot of confidence, and uh, it's it's noticeable. You know what I'm saying? It's noticeable. 
So when they when they graduated, he went there in the sixth grade. They graduated in the eighth grade. That's the high, that's the highest grade. The grade uh, that's the highest the grade goes to at the school is the eighth grade. When he graduated, um, they had like a little trip down at the like Spirit of Washington type of joint down there by Georgetown, a little boat trip. So we took the kids down there, and what the parents decided to do was to go out and have dinner while they're on the boat trip, right? So we went to the Sequoia down there. We, you know, reserved a, a big old table for all the parents to chill, drink, eat, whatever, wait for the kids to come back. So I'm sitting next to the white lady, you know what I'm saying, whose son joined the team like a, a season or two after Wes joined the team. Now, mind you, from the sixth, gr- sixth grade to the eighth grade, that's three years. They had a lot of different seasons in between them three years. You know what I'm saying? Because they were playing different leagues. Sometimes they played in one, two leagues at one time. They were playing the league where the games was on Saturdays. Then they are playing the league where the games was on Sunday. So, um, the kid been around for a while. And I'm sitting at the table with this lady, with the mother of the little white kid. You know what I'm saying? And I'm proud of him because, like I said, he got better. He wasn't real athletic, but he got better over time, and it was noticeable. But I'm sitting at the table with him. We talking about our kids, right? And she brought up Lord West to me. That's my son's name, Wesley. Lord West. She was like, "Man, I just love him." She said, "He he he's just so nice and kind, and he just has a lot of confidence too." She was like. Where does he get that confidence from? Did he does he get it from you? Like did you she's like because my son, which is you know, her son the one that joined the team a little later, she was like, he doesn't really have that type of confidence that your son has. So I was just wondering, like, did y'all instill that in him or was he born with it or what, right? So she was asking it. And well my answer was really was to be honest, to be honest, he get that shit from his mother for the most part. Um, and I'm kind of glad because me and his mom separated kind of early in Wes's life. You know, we separated. Um, Wes probably was like two years old, three years old at the most when me and her separated. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest, just being honest with myself, I think that probably was the best thing for him. Because, you know, naturally, the way it pretty much works, you know, he went with her. She took him with him. I mean, she took him with her, you know. So he was around her more than he was around me. He was around her like five days a week for years. And I think that's probably was the best thing for him because his mom had him in all type of programs and all different type of sports that I wouldn't even have thought of putting them in. Like, she put them in swimming and football and basketball. And, like, he took piano lessons and classes and all types of shit. But that why I wouldn't even have really thought of. You know what I'm saying? Um, another thing, though, about his mom that's different between me and her, she has a more sociable personality than me. I was always kind of real quiet. I was a quiet dude, you know what I'm saying? And if my son 
if me and her had stayed together and he was around me way more than he was, I probably would have instilled that in him. You know what I'm saying? Because that's kind of, you know, that's that's our, that was kind of like our culture. We, You know, I came from the the culture of you say less. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you say less than you actually say. You know, that was like the cool thing. You know what I'm saying? To not be this motherfucker all day trying to be the, you know what I'm saying? Be the life of the party. You be the nigga chilling in the cut. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of culture I came from. And that's kind of what I wanted when it, when my son was born. I kind of wanted him to be that. But as I got older, that shit don't really get you nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Because his mom, his mom had that big personality. She can go and fit in in any room. Um, she speaks to people. You know what I'm saying? She she just she just had a more sociable personality than me. And I think that's where he got it from. And she instilled that in him. And uh, it's worked for him because it gets him indoors. That's one thing about life. One thing they people ain't lying about. A lot of times it ain't really about what you know. It's about who you know. And for you to know the people that it is to know, you got to be sociable. You know, so unless you just got some type of energy that just gravitate people towards you without you having to be sociable. But... Getting places is really more about who you know than what you know. You know what I'm saying? And uh, my son was kind of taught to have that personality. That's you know he got that from his mom. And one thing that I told her because she was like, "Man, that's great." One thing I told her that I added to my son, and I preached to him. I always want him to have his own personality. Also, though, I don't want him to have to think he got to be like anybody. Because that's one thing I started learning in life, especially talking to uh, my man James every day. And we would just talk about life and business and this and that, this and that and the other. We would talk about business every day. I realized that the people that run the world, a lot of them are unconventional. All of the rich, successful motherfuckers in the world, they went the unconventional route. A lot of them didn't complete college. They might have went, but they didn't complete. Or they had crazy ideas that 99% of the world thought was crazy until these motherfuckers pushed forward and actually completed their mission. Now they million and billionaires and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It's the people that not afraid to be themselves that are successful in life. And I kind of learned that as time went on. And that's one thing I preached to my son. So when my son would want to get mohawks and shit like that, when I never had a mohawk, I always had a regular, a regular haircut. You know what I'm saying? My son would want to get mohawks or he want to get dreads. His mother, would, I think I think his mom would kind of be against it. So she had sent him to me and asked me. And I always support, I don't care how old he was. He was five years old, six years old. I was like, if he want to get a mohawk, let him get a mohawk. Because what I wanted him to do, I wanted him to develop his own personality. I, want, I don't want him to think, he got to live and be like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I wanted him to be able to make his own decisions at a young age. I wanted to instill that in him. You know what I'm saying? Even when it comes to me. I'm his father, but I don't want him to be be exactly like me. I don't want him to think he got to think about what I think before he make a decision. You know what I'm saying? I want him to make his own decision based on what he feel like is right and what makes him happy. If you want to get a mohawk, get a mohawk. I mean, who we trying to impress these white motherfuckers out here? Fuck them. You know what I'm saying? You don't need them to succeed in life. You know what I'm saying? 
I want, honestly, I want him to get as much shit that's going to turn him away from mainstream as possible because I don't want my son working at no company. You know what I'm saying? I want him to be the company, own the company. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I support anything he did that people may like shun, be like, what? He want to get his head painted. So he, you know, when he got dreads, he ended up getting dreads. He got the mohawk when he was a kid. Then he wanted to get dreads. He got dreads. He wanted to dye parts of it brown and pink. I don't give a fuck. Brown, dye that shit pink if you want. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I want you, I want you to, if you ever even think about walking into a place to get a job, I want them to look at you and be like, nah, nah, this ain't the type of person we want here. Because that's going to make him have to kind of geared towards working for himself. And that's what I want. You know what I'm saying? You work for yourself, you can you can have as many tattoos, motherfucking, have your hair color, whatever the fuck you want it to be. You can do whatever you want because at the end of the day, a person wants your product. Whatever you servicing, that's what people want. They don't give a fuck what you look like. They just want the product. So um, I kind of, not in that way, I kind of conveyed that to the dude's mother. You know what I'm saying? And I actually, I actually, when she, when we was talking about that, you know, she was telling me, she was like, she know, cause she's a white lady. She said, cause I'm going to be honest. I know. She said, my son, I try to raise him to be on a straight and narrow. You got to get your hair cut this way. You got to look this way. Da, da, da. She was like, man, I didn't even, you know, she, she's like, I love the idea that y'all raise him that way. She said, um. That's why I think he's so timid because we, if he go outside of the norm, we try to push him back. We jump on his back and push him back down the normal route. And I was like, yeah, that ain't, that ain't what we teach our son. We don't want him to be normal. We want him to be himself. We want him to be happy. And I actually showed her a text message that I sent to my son a couple days earlier. I just randomly texted him. I was like, out of the blue, I said, who you going to work for when you get older? And he texted me back, myself. I showed her that. I said, I said, this was the type of stuff we teach him. You know what I'm saying? And she just loved that, you know? So all in all, I just think that don't raise your kids to be like you. Don't raise your kids to be like anybody else. Just make sure they're not harming people. Raise them to not harm people. You know what I'm saying? Raise them to be, to do the right things. But when it comes to their personality, Never change their personality. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing I learned from my man, James. Because I remember one time we was in the mall, right? West probably was like three, four years old, some shit like that. And we walking through the mall. We was up in PG Mall. It was me, James, and I had Lil' West with me. And West broke out in the middle of the mall and started doing like a Michael Jackson dance. Because this one, that little Michael Jackson experience video game was out. I think he had it over his mother's house. They used to play it or something. And I was a little embarrassed. Because that wasn't my personality. So I was like, man, chill out, man. Stop doing all that shit. Because I'm looking at it like some Bama shit. Man, stop all that Bama shit. Doing them Michael Jackson dancing in the middle of them all. Blah, blah, blah. So James was laughing. He was laughing at Lil West. But when I checked Lil West, James pulled me to the side and was like, man. He said, he said I just want to tell you something. You know, he was cool about it. He said, man, when your son do stuff like that, you know, let him do it. You know what I'm saying? He was like, man, because that develops personality. You know what I'm saying? You don't want him to have a fucked up, like a stoic personality. You know, let him, you know, he a kid. Let him have fun and do all that stuff. It's funny, 
but you don't want to kind of curb his personality from being who he want to be or you don't want him to be a shy person out in this world if he if, if that ain't in him to be that and I was like you know what when he said that because I'm a person that listens if you talk to me if someone I, I listen more than I speak to be honest so I'm I'm not too good to take anybody's opinion or advice or anything. You know what I'm saying? I think that's idiotic. You should always listen to any, you know, listen to what people got to say and pick and choose what you can use. Because most people got some jewels you can use. You know what I'm saying? They're dropping jewels on you if you ain't, you know, if you ain't stubborn stubborn enough to not listen. You know what I'm saying? And I've always been that type of person. I've always been the type of person that listen more than I speak, so... If you drop a jewel on me, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to take it and run with it. And when he said that, I was like, you know what? That makes sense. And ever since then, I kind of ran with it. And I let my son be who he wanted to be. And I think that's why he's such a great kid now. He's a great kid. You know what I'm saying? And I hope that he continues down that path of being who he's becoming. But he's a great kid, man. So uh, I just think that don't. You know, don't don't have your kids out here trying to follow the norms of society because that's what they want you to do. You know what I'm saying? All right. So my last topic on this on, on, on this episode is uh, it's an old topic from from some months ago. Uh, when I do these joints, I do one take for the most part. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's a podcast. I'm just venting. So, uh, I want to talk about the Floyd and Floyd for the little YouTuber. I ain't never get a chance to talk about this shit. It's old, but hey, the fuck, you know? Um, I ain't like the fact that motherfuckers was just hating on Floyd when he took that fight. Like, Floyd ain't Floyd. Floyd can do what the fuck he want to do. He's one of the greatest fighters to ever lace up a pair of gloves, you know what I'm saying? Um... I just don't understand why people was hating on him. Like, he going to take that fight. He's going to hurt his legacy. He can't hurt his, le- hurt his legacy. The only way he can possibly, possibly hurt his legacy doing some shit like that is if he lose. But Floyd too smart. He ain't going to fight nobody he know can't beat him. I mean, that he can't beat. He ain't going to take that fight. He knew he can beat this dude. So, um... Motherfucker talking about he gonna hurt his legacy taking these fights. Nigga, it's a hundred million dollars on the line. Who the fuck? If I can get paid a hundred million dollars to beat somebody that I know I can beat, I don't give a fuck. I'm taking that shit. I don't give a fuck. He'd be a fool not to. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? The hundred million ain't coming out of thin air. The reason why he will be able to make a hundred million is because the demand for the fight. Was that much? You know what I'm saying? There's enough people in this world that want to see it to where they can generate a hundred million. So motherfuckers want to see it. You know what I'm saying? I know if I if that motherfucker happened in DC, I'd have went. I don't want you that joint. I don't give a fuck what nobody talking about. Um, came on pay per view. I'm gonna pay for any time Floyd fight. I'm gonna pay for. He earned that respect for me. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. It's just, just you know what I'm saying. I don't give a fuck. If it's a side side show. Uh, Floyd is a genius in that ring. I want to see him every time he lays up a pair of gloves. Um, and that's in the day he a black man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely going to root for him. 
root for the black man. I want the black man to make a hundred million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Beat up this old white boy. Little young white boy. They run around here fighting these other motherfuckers somewhere they can beat Floyd. You know what I'm saying? It was no way that I was going to miss out on this shit. Um, I don't think it was that. It, yeah, it was, wasn't really a fair fight. But it, it wasn't that big of a mismatch because at the end of the day, the dude been training as a fighter, the white boy. Uh, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, I don't know the difference. I think it was Logan Paul he fought, I think. No, I don't know. But he been training as a fighter for a few years. Floyd was 43 years old when he fought this motherfucker. Um, the dude was bigger than Floyd. Younger. You know what I'm saying? And he been, he been fighting. So it's like, you never know. It's a little risk involved in that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Probably not that much. but Because Floyd stay in shape. But there's a little risk involved in that. So I ain't see no problem with it. Floyd, um, he ain't got nothing to, to disprove or prove to anybody. I mean, he done beat the greatest, the arguably to me, the best fighter right now, pound for pound is Canelo Alvarez, and Floyd beat him when he was young. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, and Canelo only got one loss on his record. That's Floyd Mayweather. He got about 50 fights with one loss. Nobody, because people tried to make the excuse that Floyd caught him when he was young. Everybody else caught this nigga when he was young, too, and they couldn't beat him. You know what I'm saying? People fought him before Floyd fought him, and nobody could beat him. People fought him after Floyd fought him. Nobody could beat him. So that just shows the greatness of Floyd. Floyd the only one that cracked that code. So... Stop hating on my man. You know what I'm saying? Stop hating on my man. He a black man. Probably damn near a billionaire by now. And if he ain't, if a nigga can make a hundred million dollars easily, let that nigga make a hundred million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Stop hating on my man. We're going to end it on that segment. Uh, I got a lot more topics I'm going to get to. Um, I'm going to start up another episode tomorrow. We're going to end this joint on this one. Thanks for tuning in. Motherfucking... Chase your dreams. Like they say, and like I say at, at every episode, you know, shoot for the moon. Because even if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. You know what I'm saying? You'll be somewhere up there. Just want to be somewhere up, up there. You know what I'm saying? So uh, thanks, thanks again, and check me out on the next episode.